What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Binge Boys Podcast. I'm your host, Logan, of course, joined by Mitchell and Matchell. <laughs> no uh, one's doing a Mitchell uh, and Matchell. I, I I don't like it. We're 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 redoing that. You know what I'm gonna do is before you know, as the theme song's playing, all of our heads were moving to the side. I'm gonna cut that clip and make a gif out of that. Sure. <laughs> when they <laughs> the so lads in the club before they get vaxxed up. <laughs> all right. Um <laughs> Happy Monday, everybody. Happy uh, first day of back into the swing of things day uh, 2021, or as another podcast I listened to today called it 2020 fun. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which to which I, I'm not above. I am not above using that. No, I don't think anyone else will use it because it is not good. <laughs> But uh, with that all being said, before we get into this episode, everybody just follow along on Instagram. That's the only real uh, wish I have for you today. Just go follow along on Instagram. Check out all the updates, the reviews, the the movie night stories that I post sometimes when I am having a movie night. Um, yeah, just follow along. Keep up to date. Going to be some good shit coming out in 2021. So, um, so yeah. Without further ado, uh, I guess you guys have any like updates? Like, wh- what'd you guys do for the new year? Yeah, let's talk about the new year. <laughs> that, that that just happened for some reason. I felt like we did that last time, but we just recapped Christmas. What'd, yeah. what'd you guys do over the new year? Uh, I met up with uh, with a good little crew, the same people I did uh, did Halloween with, just at someone else's house, and yeah, just kind of had a good ass time, just basically cooking like the whole time, so just eating like a like a fiend. Um, and then just, you know, drinking too much on the night of the 31st. So nothing nothing too crazy or out of the ordinary. What else you, Mitch? What you get into? Uh, <clears throat> I did a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> uh, did spend time with uh, some family, but nothing really uh, too spectacular. Um, I think I ended up playing, like, games and stuff with some friends online, which is – what i ended up doing so that's the mood yeah <laughs> logan how about you i <laughs> uh, i kind of i didn't do anything super duper crazy um but i i did go and stop by a friend of the program and former um binge boy pearson stopped by his place um said hi for an hour had a drink went back to my parents house and um just hung out with family my aunt and uncle, same crew I did Thanksgiving and Christmas uh, with, were there at my parents' place, and we just played uh, some cards and kind of just hung out. And dude, I was tired as hell on New Year's Eve. I don't, I don't know what happened, but like by like ten o'clock, I was like in a chair, just like ready to go. Um, yeah, but Catherine was having too much fun with my family, um, so I slept in like the guest room while everyone was partying. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I I I did the thing last year, 2019 into 2020, where I just like was like, I'm not going to hang out with my parents. I'm not going to hang out with any friends. I'm just going to lay in bed, and that's what I did, and it was glorious. All right. <laughs> so I'm not above the uh, the chilling out, playing video games, and just being about myself for New Year's because honestly, it was kind of nice to be yeah. honest. Because you know the world hypes up like New Year's Day to be like this event. That like if you don't do anything on New Year's, like what are you doing? Type thing. But like honestly, last year was it was perfect. Um, so the fact that I actually had to like get up and do things this year was annoying, but there, <laughs> there are bigger problems in the world. There's still a pandemic. <laughs> so at true. the end of the day, I, I probably shouldn't bitch about little things like that. But yeah, cool New Year's. A nice cool New Year's. For sure. Uh, do you have any New Year's resolutions, Matt? Uh, let's see. Watch the Mandalorian. There we go. Catch up with you guys. That's a damn good <laughs> resolution, Matt. It's the best one I've heard thus far. <laughs> I don't know. This, this you, you did not prep me for that question, so I just had to come up with something on the spot. So that's uh, that's a true one. Just gut reaction. What do I want to do? That's that's a good that's a good idea. What about you, Mitch? 
Anything? Ah, shit. Um, I plan to shit once or twice too. Yeah. Yeah, just shit a whole lot. Just <laughs> try and go every day with shitting at least once a day. You know, just keep it regular. That's Probably healthy. A few times a day. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess we could categorize this as just be healthy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, just be healthy. It's a good one. I Crush entered a competition DMs, at yeah. work. Where I'm supposed to, we're we're competing to see who can lose the most weight, uh, in the month of January. Okay. Um, and I regret doing that now. So, um, sounds like you should get on Mitch's resolution. Yeah. I'll help you lose weight. I might just take a bunch of laxatives and lose weight that yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have any real New Year's resolutions. I just want to be happier and healthier. I think. Not to kind of make it take a dark turn there, but that's what I want we to be, all want, though. 2020 was kind of rough for me um, mentally. I struggled with a lot of, um, I had some depression issues creeping in and some uh, anxiety problems, and I had troubles with work. And uh, really, truly, the only great things that came out of 2020 was uh, Catherine and uh, just doing the pods. That's that's really the only good things that happened for me in 2020 so yeah i'm kind of just fucking all speed ahead towards being happier so so that's that and uh i guess we can jump right into um some headlines only uh only really two things happened that are of note um nothing's really been going on just because of the holidays usually it's like that i think like all celebrities and everybody's with family. So it's not like there's much drama to be heard. However, um, there are a couple things that I saw that I thought were worth uh, bringing up for sure. Um, First things first, uh, Sony is currently uh, in the entertainment business uh, kind of, well, they've always been in the entertainment (laughs) business, but um, they're they're kind of developing uh, PlayStation's titles into something bigger. So I'll, so I'll explain. So the headline from GameRant.com says that Stone, Sony formed PlayStation Productions. Cool. Uh, and they have 10 video game, movie, and show adaptations in the works. Um, it says here, last year, Sony announced that it put a dedicated television and movie studio in the works for its various game IPs called PlayStation production. The studio's goal is to create accurate ap- adaptations of its beloved video game franchise franchise or sorry, video game properties using the creative talent that actually knows the source material. So mm-hmm. it's keeping the production in house rather than outsourcing to other movie studios, which don't hate that. Yeah. That's always seems where it goes wrong where they don't really understand the, you know, yep. what people like about the game. Right. So apparently the studio has a total of 10 movie and TV adaptations in the works. Uh, some of these that are already known to the public are the recently wrapped filming Uncharted movie. That was the first one that was announced with Tom Holland starring. The second is the upcoming HBO series titled The Last of Us, uh, which is going to be probably fucking fantastic just just yes. thinking about it yeah um and then a third is a show that was recently announced uh that is based around sony's twisted metal franchise um maybe mad it kind of gives me mad max fury road vibes a little bit yeah interested to see what kind of direction they take that because it could be you know very silly like a lot of the games are, or a lot more serious and like gritty so other uh, and those are the only ones announced thus far. However, there's rumor that God of War will have its own movie at some point in the next couple of years, as well as an animated series based around Sly Cooper, Spyro the Dragon, or Ratchet and Clank. Uh, those are just rumored, but the other three are confirmed. So there you go. There's some Sony news there. And then moving straight into the other headline, this... So I originally had three headlines uh, today, but... Um, but the, the last one really could have been condensed into two. And that's the fact that uh, Warner Brothers has more plans for Batman than was previously 
known. So a couple months ago, I think we covered the story that Michael Keaton is supposed to appear in the Flash movie and kind of be like a, you know, like a Batman that Flash goes back in time and sees or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, now it's pretty much almost confirmed by Warner Brothers that Michael Keaton is going to be the Warner Brothers main Batman, uh, replacing the role that Ben Affleck was supposed to have. Um, However, it also says that Ben Affleck um, is also now after working with Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers again. Oh, R.I.P. Mitch. Uh, <laughs> Zach or Ben Affleck is now open to returning as Batman. Um, part of me just says here, uh, you had your chance, you dipped. Um, but um, but it says here that uh, Michael Keaton's return may be bigger than we expected. In an article from batmannews.com but also confirmed by like lights camera barstool the new york times all these other outlets are saying that uh reports surfaced last year of keaton joining the cast of the flash alongside ben affleck to the road of batman while michael keaton himself won't confirm the reports it's been one of the most worst keep secrets in movies at the moment huh in a recent profile on Warner Brothers head Walter Hamada, New York Times writer said, quote, coming up, for instance, Warner Brothers will have two different film sagas involving Batman played by two different actors running at the same time. Um, that actor believes and his sources say Michael Keaton is that Batman that will appear over the course of uh, a couple uh, a couple movies or so whether he takes over like a sam jackson role as the in the avengers and is just like a mentor or um batman beyond yeah being a, a film that is in development that could also be dope uh if batman beyond becomes a thing uh that that'd be pretty tight but we just don't know uh so the flash is currently set to hit theaters november 4th 2022 and that may be the uh that may be the introduction to the rumored multiverse yeah um so so we'll just have to see um there's your headlines in summary sony is making a shitload of movies and tv shows based off their ips and uh and michael keaton may be batman for a little while now (laughs) so we'll see uh, we can move right into um, one of the main topics of the week. We kind of have a slower episode today, but that's okay. We're down with a quickie every once in a while. <laughs> um, Netflix movie was released uh, on Netflix, obviously, called The Midnight Sky. Um, so this movie actually, I completely forgot about this movie, to be honest. Um, it dropped over Christmas break. It says here it was released December 11th on Netflix. Plotline reads as a lone scientist in the Arctic races to contact a crew of astronauts returning home to a mysterious global catastrophe directed by George Clooney starring George Clooney, uh, as well as Kyle Chandler, um, as well as a a mixture of other notable uh, actors and actresses. Um, I guess I'll, I'll start by saying I didn't, I had trouble. It's hard to say. So I watched it with Catherine and she enjoyed herself watching this movie a lot. She really connected with George and the storyline following the little girl. Uh, I, I had trouble watching this. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, it just maybe I wasn't in the right headspace. I don't want to completely bash it because, you know, what's good for someone else may not be good for me. But what's good for me might not be, you know, vice versa. Mm-hmm. But I, I just didn't have a fun time watching it. I uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm kind of mixed up. It, I gave it a two out of five, mainly because, um, first of all, all the actors did a good job. George Clooney did awesome, I think, mm-hmm. um, as well as Kyle Chandler. Man, Kyle Chandler is one of the most underrated actors of our time. That's Coach Taylor. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure one of the first shows I watched on Netflix ever was Friday Night Lights. I'm pretty sure thanks to Mitch. Pretty sure there was a period of time back in high school that we were all watching Friday Night Lights at the same time. 
and um, we were all hooked on it. So uh, thanks to Mitch for that. But God, I stand Kyle Chandler. If I hear Kyle <laughs> Chandler's in a movie, I, I'm seeing it. <laughs> Mitch, did you? I, I saw that your um, thoughts on the movie were a little bit higher than mine. What would you say you really, really liked about it? Um, I would say just the, uh, like I enjoyed the story that was behind it. Um, the acting was all great. Uh, couldn't, there were really no, uh, like every cast member that they had for the movie I thought did really well. Um, but I think it was like this story that really hooked me in that kind of was just like feeling for George Clooney's character who, you know, is like an adventurer, like wants to seek, uh, you know, other planets or just like basically something that I like would love to have been able to do in, in my profession, I guess, um, to be kind of like uh, somebody that, you know, like an astronomer or whatever title that they gave him, I can't remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, just his like battle with like, he's like dying of like cancer or something and just like struggling. And then, you know, he has this conflict with, uh, a girlfriend or ex-wife that ends up, you know, kind of shaping the whole story along with the base, base idea that he, uh, discovered this like moon, that uh, off of Jupiter or something that uh, which the premise of it's kind of a little far-fetched, <laughs> but uh, you know uh, for this kind of a movie, I guess it, it's not that big of a deal, but uh, and then just like how, how the story just goes on from there and just like the, they don't ever really go about the conflict that happens on earth. It's more of just like conflicts that happen in smaller doses, uh, throughout each, uh, of the like characters in the movie, I guess. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really good. I think I gave it a four out of five. Um, I could ramble on about this movie, (laughs) but, uh, I'll, uh, I'll stop my thoughts and pass it over to Matt. What were your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, I was a little bit in the middle of you guys. I definitely thought that there were some really good parts, a lot like Clooney's performance and his directing. I think he's, you know, a perfectly good yep. director. Um, mm-hmm. I, I thought, yeah, I thought a lot of the, uh, the set direction or the set design of this movie was cool. The, the spaceship looked like a spaceship. Like it was the right mix of, like you know perfectly clean but also well there's people that live here there's people that live here and use it so it's not going to be like 100 percent spotless all the time um so that part was cool but i think the main thing that kind of like fell apart for me is just like the ending and some of like the the third act stuff in there just kind of unraveled for me a little bit um I I guess I don't have to say the the spoiler, but the what's sort of revealed in like the very last shot is kind of like like maybe like struck my shoulder. I say, well, I guess that was kind of useless. <laughs> well, I think it, it like if we want to talk about it uh, with or if we want to just like dance around it, sure, I kind of talk about it. It's been out for a month. Yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> I like when they reveal that his daughter is the one that's on the ship. I kind of had that feeling already. Yeah. And then you're like going with the thought of, okay, this girl that he's with is, uh, the little girl is, you know, just somebody else's daughter. Cause they have that like shot at the beginning of the movie where that mom's like freaking yep. out. And you kind of like, so when they reveal that, I feel like you kind of, like start to then think like, well, his character, like that's what he was using to like motivate him to get him to the next, you know, the next part of like trying to get to the next station or whatever, the location 
uh, place. So, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I shed some tears in it. Like, I felt, like, emotionally attached <laughs> to, to these characters. So, I I don't know, man. It was just something that kind of that kind of got me. And, I mean, I had the feeling that something like that kind of a twist was going to happen at the end. But, mm-hmm. uh Shout out, uh, shout out Felicity Jones. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen really her good. since Rogue One. <laughs> um, I haven't seen her since she got vaporized. That's <laughs> true. No one's talking about it. Um, I So I definitely agree that this movie like, did a lot of stuff well, but it was hard for me to not like draw comparisons, most specifically to Gravity and Interstellar. I felt like those were two movies that it like, was trying to sort of be along those same kind of notes, but didn't, it, it was sort of like a, the, like those are two movies that are like great to try and like mix together. But I feel like in this, like the, the amounts weren't quite right or something. It was just like the, the story elements of trying to work in some of that stuff. So I definitely like, I definitely think it's like a good, like well done movie. I'm not trying to like say it is, I'm just saying it didn't quite land as hard for me as it sounded like it did for you, Mitch. True. There. Yep. Respect. Well, shit. There you go. Midnight Sky. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I really wanted to like it more. I really, I, I more just enjoyed everything surrounding the movie rather than the movie itself. Like, I liked Clooney and the rest of the actors and actresses' performance. I liked mm-hmm. the, the theme of the movie. Like, I, I really thought it was emotional when he did finally discover that it's his daughter. Um, I um yeah. I heard someone give the take that like instead of watching this movie again, I would really want to see a making of documentary of this movie. And I completely agree with that. A lot of this cool stuff in Iceland that they did for like the you know Arctic scenes, just figuring out how freaking cold it was there, and then always space it's how they shoot space stuff is always super interesting and especially with some of the scenes uh, that they were doing in this one why don't we get more of those like Shit's creek did a thing on netflix a few months back where they kind of did a 45 minute just like a look back at the series like with the cast and crew like why don't we get like you know the stuff that used to be included in the special features on like dvds and stuff like why don't we get more of that like i mean the, the most accurate thing that i can think of not to ride the star wars train again but the uh, the, the gallery series yeah. on Disney Plus that they do for the Mandalorian, like please give us that for the Marvel shows too. Like, please like let us see how you guys go into making these things and why you make certain decisions. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love if we could because that might make me appreciate the movie more and give it a higher score. Because like sure. if I knew the backstory yeah. behind certain decisions, but I mean I feel like that's also how Star Wars like rose to the cult level because there's like all this like documentary footage about how they did the miniatures and just all the crazy stuff for, like the original trilogy so yeah it's definitely a lost opportunity that they don't you know get one extra camera and like turn it around and show what's going on behind the camera yeah I feel so so yeah I guess there's your thoughts on midnight sky <laughs> uh, on or I called this movie 50 different things when describing it to other people like i was like midnight sun i thought it was called the midnight sun for the longest time and every time i said it Catherine was like midnight sky come on it's right there on the screen jupiter midnight <laughs> what was that movie that came out was it like rising jupiter jupiter or ascending jupiter, the opposite shouts that's the rihanna no one's remembering that she was in that wait wasn't channing tatum in that too weren't there a bunch of people in that yeah wasn't channing tatum in that yeah i think he's like the main character i feel like that's a movie that i've started and never finished i think that movie came out when you were still in high school I think I've started that movie like three or four times and I've never finished it. <laughs> yeah, just looking at the top build cast, Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, Sean Bean, Eddie Redmayne, like the That's right. Mila Kunis was the the number two slot in that. That's right. Cause I remember uh, you know, I think that movie came out. Does it say when it came out, Matt? Uh, it was 2015. Okay, so we were out of high school, but oh well. I think um, Yeah. Huh. 
Interesting. I think that's one of those movies like that was like in the works for forever, and we saw a trailer for it for like two years straight. Yeah. And they finally released it, and it just turned out to be dog shit. Uh, I I will go back and correct myself. I was mixing the one with Rihanna. That is Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. So another science fiction, very forgettable science fiction movie. I was going to say, are you sure you're not confusing it with the notable, uh, also starring Rihanna and Liam Neeson, Battleship? (laughs) Yep, there we go. Oh man! <sighs> Better put well, Rihanna talk on the rundown. Slash yeah, geez, Jupiter no, no, ascending. No, no, Rihanna talk coming. <laughs> um. Uh. I, yeah. Uh. Now I'm thinking about Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next segment. Uh. I'll, this I'll next... intro it, Logan. Okay, get, Matt. Go ahead. You intro it. Word on the street is you got a PS5, Logan. Well, uh, yeah, that that's the word, man. Um, <laughs> I, I, this, I, this could be an open discussion. I don't really want to. I don't. It doesn't feel fa- feel fair for me to like review like a bunch of games yet, just because mm-hmm. I've only had like pretty much like a week with them, and I played so many of them, like kind of like switching from one, play one for like a t- couple hours, then like the next night, like I would do the same thing, but with a different one. So I didn't. I don't have a ton of experience with the four titles that I have played my parent for Christmas. My parents gave, got me sack boy, which is the little big planet spinoff. Yeah. Um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla call of duty, cold war and Spider-Man miles Morales. Okay. Um, I could give you a general or you, I could even just open it up to you for like, a, like questions or, or whatever. Like if you've got any for me about it, but I could just, I, I could review Miles Morales. I have completed the main storyline for Miles Morales. Wow. Which is one of my biggest complaints um, about the game in general. So, you know what? I will give a general <laughs> system yeah, uh, yeah. review, but like I'll, I'll dive into Miles Morales, but I'll save the reviews for the other games once I've had a little bit more time with them. Sure. But um, so, yeah, so how I got it. Um, yeah. So I followed a bunch of accounts on Twitter. I think I said something about this like last week, how I followed some people on Twitter that are tracking like retail stock updates. And I think I think it was the night after we recorded our last episode that I saw them say like, hey, rumor is that Target's going to restock tomorrow morning at like five in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You told us. I can't remember if it was on or off. Yes. If, so, if we were recording or not. So that night... um. It didn't happen. However, the next day, it was heavily rumored, and there were like Target employees tweeting out, like, yeah, they're getting restocked. Make sure you turn in 5 a.m. Eastern time. That's when it'll, that's when the retail stores kick on. Like, that's what, that's the clock calendar or whatever they, they go by. Um, so, sure enough, I woke up at like 4 30 or so that morning. Um, sat by my computer, listened to a live stream that it, it was those the same people that run that Twitter account were the people that were running the live stream and they were kind of just talking. Um, and then all of a sudden, like in the so in the background, my my laptop sitting there on the target page, uh, and with the like add to car button, like, um, like grayed out, unable for me to click it. And like I'm playing on my phone, and like in the corner of my eye, I just see like it turn red. Like, as in, like, you can click it. And I was like, oh, fuck. So I, like, <laughs> so I s- immediately just, you know, hit add to cart, took me to the checkout. Uh, and then it was like, as soon as I entered my payment information, uh, well, sorry, to rewind, the night before I entered my payment information and shipping information in to my Target account or whatever, I signed up for an account um, so that. Uh, so, you know, the information is saved, so I wouldn't have to spend time punching in that information. Um, and I got denied. It told me out of stock, like within 30 seconds of the button turning red. Right. So um, in the live stream, the people are there talking. They're like, just because it's telling you out of stock, it, it would normally redirect you to another page saying, sorry, the item you're looking for isn't in stock. But instead, it just popped up like a little window in the top corner and it just said, out of stock and on the 
live stream, they were like, don't listen to it. Just keep spamming the add to cart button. And then I spam for probably like a few seconds, maybe 30 seconds, just spam, spam, spam. And eventually it's, it redirected me and said out of stock. So I was like, oh, fuck. So I changed locations probably and then repeated that process maybe two or three times. And maybe on the third time I was like, it's it's not going to happen. I just wasn't quick enough. You know, like I I could have been more ready for it, uh, whatever. But then I just kept spamming the button and eventually it, it redirected me and it said, thanks for your order. And there it is. It was in the morning, I wasn't going to like scream victory. Uh, but I did do like a little like, yeah, let's fucking <laughs> like a little like SpongeBob victory screech moment. Like, oh, like <laughs> victory screech. <laughs> um, sorry, headphone users. Um, so yeah, I snagged it, uh, went to sleep for an hour, woke up, went to Target because I was still kind of like, okay, what if like a few orders got pushed through, but they don't have enough stock. Um, so I went to Target as it opened that morning and picked it up as soon as uh, it opened. And um, I'll tell you what, dude, initial thoughts. Uh, it's fucking huge. <laughs> uh, just watching the YouTube videos doesn't give it justice because that thing is huge. This is my mic stand. This thing is probably standing a foot tall mm -hmm. right now. The PlayStation is probably probably this tall. It's now this thing is now standing like twice the size. It's actually taller than this, but uh, the thing is probably two feet tall. It's it's fucking huge and it's heavy. thick. It's a thick boy and it was heavy. Um, it's most notably comparable, honestly, probably to like a fucking phone book. Like it's it's honestly kind of obnoxious. Uh, maybe I need to do some research about why it's shaped the way it is, um, because it looks like something they took straight out of like Star Trek or something. It looks like a spaceship. Um, but honestly, dude, it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> um. Let me like I, I wrote down a list of pros and cons for yeah, yeah. for the system. Um for the system itself, without talking about games, uh the design is cool, but it does it is a little obnoxious. Um the controller is next level fucking cool. Oh, okay. Um they do this thing, it's called like haptic feedback, and for example, like in Call of Duty, when you're firing certain weapons, you have to push harder on the trigger as if it's harder to pull the trigger on the gun in real life. Like if it's something like a Glock, it's going to be like an easy thing to pull, yep. just like rapid fire. But if it's like the RPD or like a light machine gun, you're going to have to hold it and it's hard to hold. It's, it's kind yeah. of challenging. Um, Does that and make then the like controller die like faster? Huh? Does that make the control the controller die faster? I could see just like the. Well, with that said, dude, that's my one of my biggest complaints, and my only con at the moment is that the controller dies fast. Yeah. Um. They do. It does charge via USB C, which, um, most smartphones, tablets, computers, uh, or other game systems. Like I know the Switch is powered by a, a USB C yep. connector. Um, so they give you the USB-C cable, the wall plug-in, and uh, the controller, obviously. So that's very convenient of them. But um, that's my biggest complaint with it so far, man. Yeah. Um, uh, the user interface, the home screen is super smooth. If you know anything about PlayStation, you know, it's all in like boxes and yep. scroll from left to right. Um, it's, it's very smooth. The game switching is smooth. You can run two games at the same time, not two discs. Yeah. Um, but if you had the two, and I'll, I'll say this, I have the the disc version. I wasn't able to snag a digital. Um, but at that moment, you know, I think I said it in the last episode. If I was able to snag either one, um, I just would at that point. Yep. But, uh, you can run two games at once. So, so like for instance, Miles Morales came 
with the addition of the game that my parents got me, it included a download code to download the remastered PS4 game Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, the first iteration of the game. Um, And I can have the disc of Miles Morales me playing that with Spider-Man running in the background that all I have to do is like double tap the PlayStation button and it just, just like multitasking on your phone, it'll just switch over like to the to the other app like with no load times or anything and that's another thing there are no load times nothing you put the game the disc in you press spider-man screen goes back black for maybe a millisecond and mm-hmm. then it comes up start menu no what? company logos no none of that it just boom <laughs> game game time you know call of duty is real bad with that they play like 50 logos before you get to the actual game not this time it, it just cuts straight to it. It's awesome. Um, which is awesome. The game installations. You've heard a lot of probably circulation about how some of the games are fat as fuck. Uh, yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you, Triarch. <laughs> My game installation for Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War alone is 135 gigs. That's a lot of gigs. It's a lot of gigs. Granted, <laughs> they've got campaigns, zombies, and multiplayer, but still. You don't need that many gigs. You don't need that many gigs. <laughs> Especially because the campaign is like three hours long. <laughs> Preview for my cons list for Black Ops when I talk about that eventually. But um, the game installations are very quick, regardless of the. Uh, size of the files they're okay. very fast like okay. 10 minutes maybe hmm. um which is fucking great because one of the biggest complaints i had with the xbox uh was the fact that i'd buy a game and i wouldn't be able to play it for another hour or two because of how fat the installations were um so that so that's awesome uh but f- so far guys i i think it's grand i think it deserves the hype it gets i don't know why it takes I don't know why it's so damn hard to get one. I really don't. Um, but uh, my my guess is that because the holidays are over and people are going back to work, uh, things will die down a bit. I bet people will be able to get their hands on one in like February. I think. Yeah. I think behind the scenes, the retailers are like stocking up like heavily, um, so people are going to be able to get their hands on it. Do you have any questions or anything about the system itself, or I'll just I could transition right into Miles Morales. Uh, is it loud? Does it get hot? Uh, I haven't felt it while playing something, but it's not loud. Um, it's okay. at the level of it's at the level of output, I guess, that you uh-huh. would think it would be at. It's not yeah. loud. My Xbox was loud. Um. My computer, when we're recording here, sometimes if we go for long episodes, it gets loud. Yeah. Um, it's not loud. No. That's good. Cool. Um, I'm good, Mitch. Unless you got anything for him to jump into um, Morales. No, I was just. I think my biggest uh, thing to know more about was how the controller was, and you kind of already touched on that. So. Well. Uh, that that's that's good because. So yeah, it does the haptic feedback. The vibrations are very much so more apparent. Um, like for for instance, like when you're playing Miles Morales and you're swinging, like it may not have much pressure on it when you're swinging the actual web, but as your character is flying in the wind, like the controller and the triggers both get harder to push down, I guess to replicate the fact that it's probably hard to hold on to the web. Um, when he's swinging, which is cool. The controller also has a built-in microphone in it. So like if I'm like punching in someone's gamer tag or searching something on YouTube, I could just raise to voice text with the controller. That's very helpful. Which is pretty tight. Um, there's also a, a mute function. You know, if you don't want people to hear you, there's like a little button on the bottom of the controller you can like hit and like a little icon in the top screen comes that just says you've been muted, um, which is really tight. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm it's all over the place, but yeah, I can I can jump into Miles Morales real quick. So this, um, did you did either of you play the predecessor, the original? Yeah, I did. I did not. 
Mitch, it's a fucking fantastic <laughs> game. Um, definitely, like, definitely, I don't blame them for using my Miles Morales as like a launch title situation because the first game was so incredible. <sighs> Where do I start, Matt? Do I give the pros or the cons first? Uh, do the cons then build up. Okay, bet. Um, first con: the plot is very. Very, very similar to hit movie. I'm sure you guys saw a couple years ago, Into the Spider Verse. Ah, yeah. He also stars Miles Morales, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and the story is very similar. Um, no spoilers, of course. Well, fuck it, spoilers. Um, but I won't spoil the game. But Into the Spider Verse. Uh, his uncle being a figure of some notoriety in his life, maybe super, maybe not. Uh, that's similar. His dad being dead. That's similar. Um, well, that also happened in the Spider-Man game. Yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Sorry, Mitch. <laughs> I realized that as soon as I said it. Um. So, so the plot was very much so like predictable. Like I knew where it was going. Um, the main villain was a surprise, um, and that's one of my my pros. But we'll get there for a, in a second. I won't spoil anything, of course. But um, the uh, one of the cons is that it's very repetitive when you're not playing the story. Like they have very similar to the first one, Matt. Like after you beat the story, the only thing for you to do was really to just go and collect everything. Yep. Like if you're not a collectible junkie and you don't care about getting 100 percent, like the campaign is pretty much it for you, mm -hmm. um, then you might not have a lot of fun with Miles Morales. Yeah, because the next, um, the next biggest criticism is that this game is insanely short, insanely short. I think the first Spider-Man clocked in around 15 or 20 hours of a main storyline. Yeah, solid campaign. This is six. That's that's a that's a little guy. That's a that's a significant difference. Um, very disappointing. My cousin uh, had bought it for PS4 and he played it, so he was really excited that I got it for PS5. But I texted him. I said, "Oh my god, that boss fight was awesome!" And he was like, "Hope you liked it because that was it." <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. And then they just end the story, and I was like, uh, 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 "For for a launch title for the PS5, I would have thought that." A little more work would have gone into a story mode, but uh, but that's fine, I guess. And it's even yeah. more disappointing because there are zero, not one, not two, but zero side quests. Wait, for real? For just real? Co just collectibles? Collectibles and uh, they introduced this kind of cool functionality where Miles is more in connect with the Harlem community. He's the Spider-Man for Harlem. Mm -hmm. um, and he's more in touch with the black community. And uh, they develop this app where people can request crimes. Um, and it'll come in through as a notification on Miles' phone. And you can use the controller. The controller has the PS4 thing where it's kind of like a touchpad in the well, middle yeah, of the controller yeah. or whatever. Um, so that's kind of neat but that's kind of the extent of your side quest there like there's one where a dude uh thinks his car got stolen so you just got to go track a car this woman's cat ran away so you got to go find her cat like there are no villains in this game <laughs> it pissed huh. me the fuck off honestly like when i play when i think of the original spider-man game dude there were some awesome side quests yeah, some awesome villains in the main story too and that's my last con is that there's like two boss fights in the entire campaign and one of them is a repeat from the first mission of the game the first mission of the game is a boss fight against a very iconic spider-man villain but then you fight him again later on in the story and it's like they could have gotten anyone else now we're just fighting this person 2.0 I, I don't know I, it sounds like I'm shitting on it a lot, but I'll go ahead and give you some pros. Yeah, yeah. Um, first off, you probably could have assumed it. It's the PS5. This game is fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's graphically stunning. The character models, you know, every once in a while you'll get a game where the ma the mouths don't match up or or whatever with the dialogue. This game 
is incredible with the graphics. Like the game takes place during Christmas, like winter-ish season. So New York is snowing. Yeah. And you can see like the individual particles landing on his suit and then melting like in real time, which is fucking tight. <laughs> it's not Beautiful. something I need, but the fact that it's there is tight. Um, same thing like the first one, Matt. Very smooth combat. The swinging is freaking fun. You makes you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of collectibles. Maybe they compensated for the lack of side quests, but there's a lot of collectibles. Um, the ending scene made me cry of the okay. campaign. I did cry. It was very heartwarming and very relatable. Um, I think they did a really good job with that, especially because I think Peter in these games is like in his mid twenties, but mm -hmm. Miles is like seventeen. Like he's a young Spider-Man. Um, and then my other pro is that they took a villain that is otherwise mocked, I think, or laughed at in the Spider-Man community and made that character, the main villain. And the way that they did it was badass. Um, a, a villain that at first I was like, this better not be the main villain. But then like, as the story progressed, I was like, okay, this is cool. You get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I, overall, I'm going to give it, even though I sound like I shat on it, the really biggest problem with this game is the the lack of content. Yeah. However, it is still an incredible Spider-Man game, a great story, even though it's short, awesome combat, awesome graphics, and I'm still going to give it a four out of five. It's a fun, it's a fun ass game Yeah. for the few hours that you will spend on it. <laughs> Emphasis on the few. But, um... But yeah, that's my that's my general thoughts there. Maybe over the course of the next couple of weeks, I can give scores for uh, Call of Duty, um, Little Big Planet, and Assassin's Creed. I've yeah. only played Assassin's Creed very minimally, but I'll say this. I don't think there's a game that I've ever seen in my entire life that looks as beautiful as it does. Assassin's Creed looks better than most movies I've seen. Huh. Uh I'll go that far. It's it's graphically just fucking eye mind boggling. Um, and then like basic thought on Call of Duty is that it's fun as shit and it might be the best Call of Duty they've done in years. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll review maybe maybe I'll do Assassin's or maybe I'll do Cold War and Sackboy next week and then Assassin's Creed for last because that's the one I really feel like I got to get into because um, those are long ass games. Yeah. So. Yeah, I talked. Yeah. I talked a lot there for a second. Do you, have, do you have any other questions or or anything about it? I'm kind of psyched that one of us got it, so that we can do video game content. I'm hyped for video game content. Mitch, sure. do you have PlayStation? Yeah, I've got PlayStation. Oh, dude, add me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> and that's the beautiful thing too, know. is that we can now cross play with not only other xbox series x's but also ps4s pcs everything you can maybe at least with just call of duty because activision introduced that thing i think last year about like your activision id that works with all call of duties across all of the call of duty games so no matter what system you're playing on like it works yeah similar to how yeah. fortnite did it i think um so that's that's tight if me and you have a game similar that yeah, we can play together we might be able to play like warzone yeah we could play warzone for sure dog matt do you play warzone uh <laughs> very poorly so poorly i don't want to play with you guys because i don't think you'd hang out with me anymore no, <laughs> I don't I, i'm terrible <laughs> we're all terrible matt <laughs> i think i actually deleted it just because it's like you were saying it's so huge that i wanted to have like one other game on my thing. I'm too cheap to buy another hard drive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my general thoughts. Next week, I'll give thoughts on more games. But as, as of right now, the PlayStation 5 is fun as shit. Graphically amazing. And uh, it's like a weight off my shoulders. I wanted one so bad, and now I've got it. So now I'm just smooth sailing, boys.
2021 is off to a great fucking start in my book. <laughs> um, I want to close this week's epi off with uh, with something we haven't done in a while, kind of a check-in yeah, yeah. on the new year. Uh, it used to be like, what are we watching? But Mitch and Matt have both in the past kind of said like, oh, well, we're actually not watching anything, but we are listening to this or we are playing this. So um, what are we binging? How about that? Tying there it into the title. Uh, so, Matt, what you got on your play right now? What shows are you doing? What what games are you playing? What you got going on? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, fitting you talked about games with uh, with a little bit of Christmas money. I scooped Ghost of Tsushima for the PS4. Oh, um, I'm just very interested when we talk video games. That was the one that was kind of like the biggest uh, unknown entity, but it's sort of like the recent release from uh, Sucker Punch. So they did. Um, what was it? Sly Cooper and then Infamous. And so they just done a bunch, man, a bunch of really, really good games. Uh, and I granted, I only started playing this one yesterday, but I probably played it for Close to 10 hours. It's not a problem. Uh, and it's real solid, man. So it's like you were saying with uh, a lot of like points you were making with like Spider-Man. I was like, I can relate to that. That There's like a lot of collectibles, but like they're just a lot of fun um, to get. Like each one of them is like a little bit different. Like some of them you get through like combat, like some of them you get through like light-ish like platforming and the game's just like beautiful. You watch like any video of it in the gameplay, you just see there's like nine million particles like floating in the air like at any given time. And it's just like it's just like breathtaking, but it's a lot of fun. Um so that's sort of like the main one. Uh watching sort of been on the move for a little while, so haven't uh dug too deep into anything, but I will say I um watched um showing netflix a couple of things on netflix just like with with my buds um middle ditch and schwartz um so thomas middle ditch from silicon valley and then ben schwartz from parks and rec <laughs> and sonic they do a sketch comedy together and it is just like you can see just two comedic geniuses like minds working like going and sometimes messing up but they still like make it funny and they, like call each other out <laughs> on it so that was fun. And then uh, something a little bit less, uh, I was a little less my, up my alley, was uh, Midnight Gospel. Um, I think it's by the same animators that did like Adventure Time, but it's basically um, a guy interviewing someone and like really like psychedelic animations like happening in conjunction with it. I can't really describe it in any way other than that, but. It, it was pretty cool. Um, a little bit different than uh, what I'd pick for myself. But, yeah, those are sort of like the, the main three things uh, up in my mind. Logan, have you had enough uh, time off the mic? Should we let Mitch go? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Mitch, go ahead, man. <laughs> well, uh, ah, shit. Um, what have I been binging? Well, I just watched a movie, uh, Greenland, that just came out. Oh, I don't know how if was it? It was actually really good. Um, surprising. Like I was thinking it was going to be like just another disaster movie, which it, it pretty much is, but uh, it was definitely filmed a lot different than uh, disaster movies that I've seen. Um, but it was really good. Just watched that. Um, I saw the death to 2020 documentary on Netflix. Uh I also watched a couple other documentaries that we're going to be talking about uh, in our wrap-up episode, potentially. So um, that made my uh, top movies of the year list. Um, shit, what else? I I've been playing. I got Titanfall two. Titanfall is uh, fun. Yeah, I hadn't played the first one or the second one, and the second one was like on sale on PSN. So I was like, "Well, I'm gonna buy it." And uh, hope I think a couple of like Austin and a couple other guys that I normally play with online on on PlayStation uh, have it. So I ended up uh, playing 
playing that for for quite a bit and uh it's a lot of fun like running and jumping wall like uh doing all the parkour shit is is a lot yeah. of fun um and i got cyberpunk for christmas started Ooh. to play that <laughs> and it's a uh, whirlwind of uh glitchiness and just it's still it's still like really cool but uh definitely just not playable it. it's cool just yeah. can't do anything with it <laughs> uh, I'm, I, I don't even know it. if i can get that on playstation 5 right now like i know they did a big recall of it but like i don't know if i could even buy it for the systems that it actually runs fine on <laughs> yeah you'll probably be able to get it uh, soon like eventually like within the next like couple of months or something they're releasing some patch updates that I'm hoping will fix the playability on PlayStation 4, but and I don't even have like a PlayStation 4 Pro, so I'm like first gen or something PlayStation. Yeah. So it's very, very uh just not aesthetically pleasing as it could be or should be. But uh <laughs> yeah, it's still it's still pretty fun. Um <laughs> well that's pretty much what I've been up to. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I completely forgot about Cyberpunk until I went to GameStop last week to kind of just get rid of the rest of my Xbox stuff. And I saw like a banner for it and I was like, why are they still advertising this game? <laughs> <laughs> they should have just pulled all plugs. Uh, but I want to play it eventually, mainly because of my boy Keanu Reeves <laughs> is in that game. <laughs> so that'd be a lot of fun. Um, but... Uh, for myself, obviously, with the besides the games that I just talked about trying to play a little bit of, um, what am I watching? I started Titans, the on Ooh. HBO Max, the the show about the Teen Titans, but like mature. Um, I'm like six episodes in. Seasons are kind of long. I'm really not in a rush to watch it or anything. It's just kind of a show I throw on. I'm like not binging it to get a score out there right now. And by the way, those movies and docs that you watched, text it in the chat and I'll add it to the spreadsheet because those are relevant. Where did you watch Greenland at? Did you guys rent it or buy it? I, I rented it. Okay. It was 20 um, bucks, but it was it was worth it. Yeah. Well, if you say it's worth it, like I, I saw the trailer for it when I went to see Tenet in theaters um, and I thought it looked cool. So, I mean, I, I might be open to renting it, but. So you're saying it's half as good as Mulan. It was better than Mulan. <laughs> I, dude, that's a va that's a massive value prop there. Oh yeah. Um watched Titans. Uh I started that 2020 uh, is behind us or Dumpster Fire 2020 or whatever that was. Um haven't finished it yet, but I was intrigued cuz my girlfriend was watching it on her laptop while I was playing video games um so so i might dive in and try to check the rest of that out but other than that i think my last update was the fact that i started the big bang theory mm -hmm. and uh, i'm still on the big bang theory considering it's 12 seasons um and i i uh th they're only like 20 minute episodes but still man it's a grind like that's that's a long show a lot of tv um I think I'm about to finish season four. Like if I watch a few episodes tonight, I'll be on season five. So I'm like a quarter of the way there ish. So eventually I'll get there and just plug my number away in the spreadsheet and never talk about it again. <laughs> um, and then lastly, uh, Cobra Kai season three yep. dropped. So I'm watching Cobra Kai. Uh, maybe I'll get you some thoughts on that in the next little while but i think that's all i've got going on waiting for the first piece of music to drop in 2021 so we can get a, some music talk out there but uh where we lack in music we can make up for in video games or that's what it sounded like or vice versa so <laughs> i'm down for some more content i mean there's a controller on the damn binge boys <laughs> logo and we don't ever talk about video games but i'd like to there just yeah. wasn't shit going on for a while about games until the games that you guys played that you guys really enjoyed uh, towards the end of the year. I usually do like a top games of 2020, but like 
not much happened this year except for like three releases. So yeah. I feel like we'd all have the same three on our list. <laughs> I play so, big games now, man. I don't play. I don't fuck around with little games anymore. <laughs> yeah. So. So I'm excited to prepare that list for you at the end of this year. But for now, uh, we should just go record our movies and TV episode. How about that transition? Oh, there it is. Um, thanks for listening to this episode, everybody. Hope you enjoyed. Leave that rating review and uh, follow along on Instagram. Shouts <laughs> to roommate Jordan for making weird noises. No, it's you. Um <laughs> And uh, we'll see everybody next time. Bye-bye. See you later. Peace.